Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Your Way to Work, the show that speaks not to employers, not to managers, and not to business owners, but to you, our fellow workers on the workplace floor. I'm your host, Christian Witted. And today, even if only for a few minutes, we have a very special guest on with us today, my mother, LaVisca Witted. Hi, Christian. It is so great to be here uh, sitting across from you today. And I uh, just wanted to let you know that it's a privilege and an honor that you've even asked me to, to come on and join you. Well, I'm thankful to finally have you sitting in the chair across from me. So listeners, in honor of this Mother's Day month, I just thought it would be fun to bring my mom into the studio and to have us introduce the show as mother and son. And so mom, so would you mind introducing today's special guest? Today, I'm so excited to have on with us Hetty Brits. She's the author of Unnatural Mom. She's also the developer of the Evergreen Parenting Course. Hetty exemplifies what it means to be a great mom, a great worker on the workplace floor. And also, she is one that has been able to articulate all that moms out there may have never been able to give voice to. And that is what it means to be career-oriented, but to also embrace parenting. And she really gives us encouragement and really a new and fresh perspective on what it means to balance both of those, to be able to bring everything that is unique to you as a parent and as a worker and intertwine those talents and gifts and abilities to be successful at home and at work. Mom, thanks for coming on the show today. And to all our mothers out there, we here at On Your Way to Work wish all of you a happy Mother's Day. And now, an interview with Hetty Brits. Hi, listeners. This is Rick Witted, and I am in studio with a very, very intriguing person that I had the opportunity to meet in Nashville at NRB just a couple months back, Mrs. Hetty Britz. Hetty, it's good to have you on finally. Welcome to On Your Way to Work. Hi, Rick. This is quite the privilege for me. Thank you so much for having me. So, listeners, if you're listening, clearly she's not from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Hetty, tell us a little bit about your where you hail from and just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Rick, I'm born and bred in South Africa in a city called Pretoria. It's real close to Johannesburg that some international travel uh, travelers may know. And um, I have a Christian um, musician, producer, singer for a husband, a um, wonderful guy, and I have three kids. And we have toured in the U.S. quite a few times, and we absolutely love your country and love your people and we have learned so much from you and um, I'm just inspired by the journey of parents like myself all over the world and it's my passion to share what I learn in other countries and and what we do here in Africa. So when I first begin talking to Hetty listeners, we share a lot of passion for the workplace and in a later interview you're going to here, Hetty, back on again, and we're going to talk about this concept of tall trees. I'm just going to leave you guys hanging right there on what what is that? But today, and in celebration of Mother's Day, for the next couple of weeks, you're going to hopefully hear this voice and pass it along quite a few times. 
Hetty has uh, authored a book, The Unnatural Mom. Did I say that right? The Unnatural Mom? Yes, it's called Unnatural Mom without the the, ah. um, so that we don't point to anybody in particular. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. It's, it's a touchy thing, this this motherhood thing. Ah, so Unnatural Mom is a recent yes. release from Hetty Brits, and you will uh, hopefully pick that up after this discussion. So Hetty, I want to jump right in, because when I first met you, one of the things that I found remarkable about you was just your openness, your honesty. Uh, and you said, you know what, I'm a mother. I was a corporate uh, person first. My career has always been important. And um, you, you, you found yourself in a bit of a struggle trying to be a career person and a mother. So why don't you talk to the listeners a little bit about that? How did you get to where you are with Unnatural Mom? Yes, absolutely, Rick. I had this ambition to be the of a group of uh, therapists. I was a speech therapist myself, and I wanted to have the most successful practice specializing in children with special needs, ADHD, and autism. In the midst of this, started a family and where in the workplace, everything was easy for me. It was natural for me to establish my own a career path. It was natural for me to work long hours, but then I was confronted with this little helpless bundle and nothing about motherhood came naturally to me. Um, on day two in the hospital, the, the nurse looked at me and she said, uh, well, actually I looked at her and I said, you know what? My baby doesn't look properly bathed. When are you going to do this? And she looked at me and she said, ma'am, this is your baby. You were supposed to give her a bath yesterday. And it was like a ton of bricks just fell on me. This helpless feeling of how on earth can a smart woman not realize that it's her job to to clean her own baby? And and I wasn't a natural at breastfeeding feeding either. And I didn't enjoy getting up in the middle of the night. And I didn't find the normal, I guess, fulfillment, if I can call it that, that I saw a lot of the moms around me find in just staring into that little face, cuddling that little body. And the shame of that um, just overwhelmed me. You know, that it's so interesting to hear you, well, just first of all, be, being so honest. I, I, I got to tell you, I really appreciate that. And I know the listeners are going to get a lot out of this. I loved your subtitle why you are the perfect mom for your kids. So it sounds like you started off at a loss here, uh, but your <laughs> subtitle leads me to believe that there was hope. What do, you, what do you mean by that, why you are the perfect mom for your kids? Yeah, absolutely. Because as we progress on this journey of motherhood, we discover that we have this ideal um, of what a mom should be. And then we measure ourselves against that. And we forget that we're not supposed to be the mom to the entire world. We're just supposed to be the mom to our particular kids. And if we watch carefully, we will discover as we go along how certain needs in our children line up perfectly with our own design. And my children happen to be the kind of kids who don't need all of that fussing who do not need all of this coddling and packing in cotton wool and all of that. I have feisty kids, and I have kids who 
who have ADD and ADHD who need structure and discipline. And I happen to be a natural at those, <laughs> even though I wasn't at all of this, you know, the more mothering stuff. I'm not a great cook at all, um, but I'm great at putting routine in place and being consistent in the rules of the house and being watchful of, you know, what they're watching, what's going on in their on their devices and things like that. And those are the areas that happen to be challenging for my particular kids. Um, and, you know, I listen to so many mothers and, and fathers, and Rick, I hear the same story again and again. When we took our eyes off everybody else and how they were doing it, and we started paying attention to our kids, our family, um, our challenges, everything started making sense. My opposite, who happens to be my colleague at Tall Trees, is the opposite mother. She would be happy to be home with one kid on her lap, one on her back, because in Africa we do carry our kids on our back, <laughs> and, and you know, one on each side, and she'll be feeding them and cuddling them and just be with them. I would start sweating thinking, you know, I have stuff to do, but she's she's a great mom. She's a natural um, and it just so happened that she is now dealing with having both her daughters diagnosed with diabetes just six months apart. So she does all of that hands-on care day and night, and she's made for it. She loves checking up on them. She needs to check up on them. She would have done that anyway had they been sick or not. You know, she she said that even before they were sick, she would get up in the middle of the night just to check that everybody was fine. And just this beautiful design, when we finally embrace it, um, makes mothering worthwhile. Because she said she always felt guilty when she listened to these moms who said, just dump the kid in the pot and go. Don't, you know, teach them to sleep on their own. Switch off the light way because she could never do that I could do that <laughs> but she couldn't and and I needed to do that um our kids all sleep in their own rooms lights switched off in the darkness you know and when we had a house robbery the fact that they were each in their own home a uh, room with the doors closed and the lights off saved them from seeing everything that happened uh, they woke up the next morning at seven o'clock when the police were taking fingerprints. They wow. missed the entire thing because of my very unnatural mothering style where I just pop kids into their own beds. You just, so listeners, we're listening to Hetty Bretz, uh, author of Unnatural Mom, Why You Are the Perfect Mom for Your Kids. And uh, I'm just, I'm continue to be overwhelmed by your, your honesty and your openness, Hetty. You said something that I want to circle back to. Um, so, guys, listen in because you need to learn. But this really are for um, the ladies on the on the workplace floor um, and uh, on their career path journeys. You said something that I thought was interesting. You mentioned that the way you were made, which was perfect uh, on your career path journey in in your work life. What you found out was that it actually was also very helpful in your style of mothering. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? And when did you kind of come to that realization? I think it dawned on me when I was still fighting myself and listening to all of the thou shalt be um, messages about motherhood. And I 
I finally told myself, you know what, let go of your career, uh, go home, be with your kids. And I turned into a monster. I literally became bearable um, at home because I was not designed in that way. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute, it is possible to be great at work and great at home when I embrace who I really am. And when I bring those things into the balance that works for my family and for my personality. And for me, and this will be different for every mom, for me working half day, and that does not in my world mean eight to one. In my world, it means I'm a homeschooling mom in the mornings and I'm a career woman in the afternoon and sometimes in the evenings and sometimes over weekends. Uh, and to stop defending that or fighting that and to just make it work by owning who I am, I am the one who wants to teach my own kids, also the mom who wants to get on a plane and fly to Cape Town and land a good deal. I can do both, um, but I cannot be the kind of mom I want to be working full-time, and I cannot be the kind of career woman I want to be um, away from my kids, but that's me. <laughs> and every mom needs to find where that balance point is for her. So let me ask this question, um, because I know some of our listeners are thinking it. Are all women supposed to be naturally maternal? Oh, I believe no, Rick. I believe a lot of us should have kids when we're 20, a lot of us should grow up a little and have them when we're 30. <laughs> Just when you look at things like, the moms will know, the dads may not relate to this, but we're not all natural breastfeeders. We're not all natural cooks. We're not all natural seamstresses or natural. A lot of us just couldn't do the natural birthing. There are so many aspects of motherhood that has the so-called natural standard. Feed your family only natural food have a natural flow in the home where we don't do the strict routine. We have everybody together in the family bed. That's more natural. There's so many messages. And a lot of us cannot be natural in even two or three of them if that were the standard. We were all created so uniquely that it is impossible for us to all feel the same way about mothering have the same instincts around it and have the same way of showing our, our love to our family. Because the mom who is not completely fulfilled by motherhood alone is not evil. Um, she, she can be a wonderful woman. Uh, she just needs to have that permission um, to sometimes break away a little bit. And then she becomes a natural at being a mom in the areas that she's gifted in. That is, uh, I, I just can, I can hear the relief <laughs> in some, some of the, the mothers and, uh, and would-be mothers listening now. Let, let, me, let me tap into one, one little area here. You, you, this, it, it seems to me the same struggle that you talked about in regards to being a, a, a mother and learning to adapt to that and the struggle of trying to be something you're not or something you've seen but is not natural for you to use your words it seems like that is th that um not not just uh, ladies but but men as well but we're we're talking to the ladies 
uh, right now. It seems like so many in the workplace have that same struggle. They're trying to be some different type of person, something that they've seen, some image, or they're trying to follow a value base that's not there. So can you maybe speak to how that same struggle in the journeyhood of of being a, a mom, a mother, is the very same struggle in the journey of our career path? Yes, that's definitely what we do. We we don't look inwardly to who we are in the first place. We look outwardly to what the world asks of us to be. And then an interesting thing happens. We're all teachable. We're smart. We're flexible. So what we do is we assimilate all of these things we should be. And we sometimes do it very successfully. But at some point, we, we bottom out. We're just burned out. Um, and, and we give up. And then we don't know where to start because we have lost our true self in there. So it's about finding uh, fullness. And fullness is the result of having our needs fulfilled that are core to who we are. Say, for instance, a woman needs challenges in the workplace. She needs variety. She needs uh, something that's not routine. She needs uh, permission to be a pioneer. Now, she can rein that in if the men around her feel threatened by it, for instance, and give her the message, uh, this, is, this is the man's role in this workplace, not, not the women's or not your position or your job description's role. She can rein that in and she can become very sedate and and keep to herself and do only what's expected of her for a while. And then suddenly this thing is going to break out and she's going to explode um, and, and she's going to be in support or she's going to confront somebody because she needs to be the person who, who, who's the trailblazer she's designed to be. So if she can find a balance where she has these outlets for this need to break new ground and on the other hand, have, you know, the challenges embraced where she tells herself, okay, I'm not going to confront this person to his face, but so, so I'll compromise on this one side. But on the other hand, I'm just going to fulfill this need. When we talk about tall trees, we talk about the fertilizer that the tree needs, needs to be in balance with the amount of frostbite the tree can stand. <laughs> because if you put a tree in a space where it doesn't belong, or a mom or a, a lady in the workplace, in a space she doesn't belong, she can only take that much resistance and that much curtailing of, of who she really is until something breaks out. But if you can give her a lot of her needs fulfilled on the one side, give her her fertilizer, she can handle a lot of winter. She can handle a hostile situation. And when we know ourselves, we can balance those things. And that's essentially a skill for the workplace, for the re relationships, uh, for your your life as a mom, is know what drains you, know what fulfills you, make sure you remain full. Because when we are full, we can stretch ourselves and we can go outside of our comfort zone very effectively and we can take it when the expectations don't line up with what comes naturally. But only if essentially our core needs are met. So such great wisdom. So we're, we're talking with Hetty Britz, author of Unnatural Mom. And uh, you guys by now probably can hear why I have invited her on. We, we, we cross in so many ways uh, where our passions lie. And um, I'm sure to the listeners, some of this sound very familiar. Uh, we're talking about 
um, you know, following your values and really pouring into those things that really shape who you are. And as I always say on the show, if you feed your core value, you become the best you that you can be. People will pay for the best you that you are. Uh, so be I true to that. And then I would also say to the mothers and would-be mothers out there that if you pour into the core you, your values, who you are, and mother based on who you are, uh, that you are going to be the best mother you can be. So, Hetty, some people would ask, okay, so how do I know where to go next? How do I, where do I start? How do I know who I really am? And so I would encourage you guys that are in the workplace, go into careerwit.com and take the Careerwit assessment. But I am out of my league when we're talking to mothers, <laughs> particularly mothers who straddle both the workplace and motherhood. So, Hetty, you have a great tool that is accompanying a natural mom. Why don't you talk a little bit about that profile? Yes, Rick, there is a good access from the book, A Natural Mom. We have a special profile that a mom can take, and the dads can take it too. It's for any parent or any caregiver of kids, and it's called the Tall Trees Parenting Profile. And you can do this profile for free when you have the book. It'll just ask you a little question of which the answer will be in the book and it'll tell you your nurturing style, your discipline style, your mentoring style, and then your overall parenting style. And from this, you will understand why you are the nurturer or why nurturing is a bit tough for you. Um, jokingly, my husband always says, honey, sometimes Hitler needs to go into the war and sometimes Florence Nightingale needs to go into the war and your Hitler always goes into the war. Just occasionally try and send in Florence, you know, and that's the thing. I'm not a great nurturer, but I can fight the fight. So my discipline profile is very strong and my, my nurturing profile, not so much, but I've learned <laughs> and I've grown. And then there's the mentoring profile and that again links up a lot with our value system. What will my message as a mom be to my children about life and about the kind of adults I want them to be? And that will stem from my mentoring profile. So when we read through those profiles, we say, oh, that's why I do it this way. Okay. So I'm normal. There are many parents who do this, <laughs> and uh, that's why I'm called either a palm tree mom or a boxwood mom or a pine tree mom. This is because of of this approach, and this is going to be my fertilizer, and this is going to be the frostbite that I need to look out for. And even without doing the profile in a natural mom, there will be these pointers of how you can be more natural by taking care of yourself and your family from your strengths and how you can be an advocate for yourself because they are literally tick lists for their husbands and the grown kids that they can read. Oh, how do we handle a mom like mine? Bullet points will be there and they can say, okay, this is what I can do to help my mom feel like a natural, to bring out the best in my mom. You know, it seems like understanding what you call tree profiles will help us in every facet of life. So if I know your style, if I know your disposition, uh, I can better navigate in a relationship with you, whether that's at home or at work or anywhere else for that matter. Absolutely, because our temperament or personality speaks to how we communicate, how we handle conflict, how we act under pressure, um, how we want to be corrected. Not that we really think we want to, but we really do want to be helped. 
how we want to be encouraged and motivated and how we want to be loved. So, I mean, this is now Mother's Day month and we want even Mother's Day to be done differently <laughs> depending on what kind of a mom we are. Um, our needs and, and our love languages, all of those things are linked intricately to our temperament type. So speaking of that, summarize the four tree types that you mentioned in your book and let's do something fun. Maybe predict how would that particular tree type mom experience Mother's Day? Okay. I'm going to start with the boxwood mom. Now, boxwood shrubs or trees, if you know them, are those that can be pruned into just any shape you like. They can have three little balls like a lollipop tree or they can be trimmed into hedges. And these moms are extremely moldable. They will do the right thing. They will read the books, do things by the book. Incidentally, these moms are also then the, the moms who constantly think they are failing at it because they want to have 20 out of 20 when there are 20 tips on how to be a good mom. Very tough on themselves. And this mom probably dreads uh, a Mother's Day Sunday at church like I do, because then they always read uh, Proverbs 31. And we think it's a checklist. We listen to how she sews in the middle of the night and how she, <laughs> you know, makes food for the family before sunrise. And we think, oh man, uh, minus two already. You know, this boxwood mom just doesn't want to hear Proverbs 31 on Mother's Day Sunday because she constantly is aware of her mistakes. So on Mother's Day, she wants a card where you tell her all of the things she's done right because she's going to keep that black on white evidence <laughs> as proof that she is okay as a mom. She's the sentimental mom. Please do the flower. Please make her breakfast. Please make her day easy. Serve her. That'll bless her. But above all, give her black on white proof gotcha. of what she's great at. Can I ask, would she be the same type of worker in the workplace as she is mom? Extremely high standards, absolutely. Yeah, good correlation. Next mom? Next mom is probably the opposite. Uh, I call her the palm tree mom. So you can imagine her on the beach, um, probably very aware of what she looks like. <laughs> um, palm trees are always on holiday. I mean, I associate them with Hawaii. And this mom is the fun-loving mom who dresses school and has the parties for the kids at her house and is not too crazy about the routine and lets you get away with murder just because you're so charming. <laughs> this is the mom everybody wishes that they had. But this mom is not going to be great at discipline. And when it comes to Mother's Day, she will want it to start on Saturday already and then <laughs> last all the way through to Monday, stretch the party as long as it possibly can. And you will, she will have to have something to eat, something to wear, something to just have fun with. There's absolutely no way you can let this mom have a boring day. And if you can surprise her, that's even better. With a boxwood mom we spoke about earlier, hate surprises, this mom lives on that. So, and, and she... She loves gifts, but it doesn't have to be expensive. She's all about knowing that you care. And she doesn't need you to tell her that she's doing great. She knows. She knows she's <laughs> awesome. She, she, that's not an issue. The mom who, who is the quiet type, I, I call the pine tree mom. Now, the pine tree mom in my mind is, is the earth mother. This is the mom who's constantly gathering all of the 
kids that are sad, the kids that are hungry, the husbands that are tired. You know, she she just loves to serve and make a safe and peaceful place for everybody. She's about the harmony in the home. And the reason I picked the pine tree is because when you walk into a pine tree forest, that Oh, that pine fragrance just uh, envelops you in the sense of peace and calm. And that's what they are like. They just exude this cool calmness. And this mom wants peace for Mother's Day. So let her sleep in late and then come softly and gently into the room. Don't scare (laughs) her with a loud song or anything. And give her her favorite everything because this mom is about comfort. So. Um, don't go overboard with a fancy breakfast if pancakes is her favorite. Just just give her what she loves, a comfort zone. Definitely have her put up her feet all day long, do everything for her. Um, and you don't need to talk a lot. Just be with her. This mom is all about quality time and just having all of her people with her. For her, a Mother's Day without all of her kids present will be really painful. She needs you. If you have to fly, um or Skype in if you're really far, uh, do that because she needs her people around her. Wow. Okay. And mother number four. This is the very practical mom. She's called the rose bush. And if you think about that metaphor, there will be the roses and the thorns. And this is because this mom is the very productive mom. She has 25 hours in her day. <laughs> I don't know how she gets all of this done. Um, she keeps it together. She's She's organized, but she's also a bit prickly. You know, she will tell the kids when they're not good enough. She will let them know what's wrong with their behavior. So this is disciplinarian, mom. Um, you may be able to figure out where I fit. And this this rosebush mom um, will probably regard Mother's Day as a bit of an excessive, sentimental, you know, unnecessary she'll say okay okay give me my breakfast give me my card okay that's good now you can go fine that's great i love you too (laughs) you know and that'll be (laughs) please don't slobber all over me she's not uh, a mom so highly in need of that that sentimental stuff she will even want to plan it herself it'll be a gift if you tell her mom what would you like to do for mother's day and she'll say okay i'd like us to go out and have a special lunch and that'll be it Um, And she'll be happy if she's not the victim of all of your (laughs) fussing around her all day long. Very practical mom. So, Hetty, if the listeners were interested in getting more information about Unnatural Mom or purchasing that, uh, where can we send them? Rick, the book is already available on Amazon on pre-order at a special price at the moment. And then it'll be in the shops at around early August. Okay. Um, some people will be lucky enough to be able to get it in July. I think if you order on Amazon, it'll be July. Pre-order now. Uh, and if they want more information about you, Hetty, where can we send them? The best place to connect with me is going to be through Facebook, Rick, at Hetty Brits speaker author the other ones are in Afrikaans and people will be lost but Hedy Bird speaker author and you can see where I'm touring in the States later this year and I'll be happy to speak to the moms in your area as well great great I can't wait to get you here in Orlando thank you so much and listeners we will make sure we've got all of Hedy's information uh, at the show notes so please go check it out Hetty, thank you for being a part. Hopefully, I'm going to get you back on and we can dive a little bit more into tall trees. How does that sound? I'd love to do that, Rick. Hey, thank you. You've been a blessing to the listeners. 
If this show has been helpful in any way, please connect with us. Leave us a review on iTunes. Tweet us at R.A. Witted. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash R.A. Witted. Or even email us at rick at rawitted.com. As always, thank you for tuning in today and have a blessed week.